we need to be very self-aware and, and self-aware uh, always when it comes to uh, new technologies. They are not just, for example, artificial intelligence. It's not just a technological thing. It's a socio-technological thing, everything that happens around it. So self-reflection needed, constant iteration needed. Hello and a warm welcome to the NLN podcast. The NLN is the Nordic Leadership Network. We're a team of seven leaders, coaches, facilitators, and speakers. We help develop the leaders of today and tomorrow. We challenge teams to achieve high performance. We help companies to implement strategy and get stuff done so they can flourish and grow. Hi, and welcome from me, David Goddard, to the second of a two-part episode with Jarno Koppenen, the head of AI and personalization at YLE, the Finnish state broadcaster, and asking the questions from Jarno about the future of news, you'll hear first Nick Vertigans and then Stefano Mosconi. Jarno, how do you access reality? Where do you, where do you get your news source, sources from? Oh, uh, easy questions. If you ask me personally, like uh, um, yeah. I'm, uh, for me, it's um, it's very basic things. Twitter has been one of my one of my one of my go-to places. I have the lists and everything in there, and and I've made sure that I I kind of follow people, a diverse set of people, diverse set of sources, in order to understand the world. But at the same time, it's also that you sometimes just need to take the random walk, and this is a method as well. So uh, it sounds interesting. You, yeah, so you just start somewhere, read a, read a news article or read a, a long essay. And then you just go to the rabbit hole and you see where it leads. And that goes back to this. Um, maybe it goes back to the thing. That's why we were trying. That's, uh, that was the reason why we tried to build this filter bubble breaking technology at Futureful because there didn't exist a service that actually helps me to go deep into this rabbit hole. Uh, so I think social will always be part of the, 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 my news experience or my way of uh, kind of following, uh, following what is happening in the world. And it's for all of us because news and journalism in a way, it's a social clue, right? So it's kind of glues things together so we can have a talk in a, in a morning table or when we commute somewhere with even with uh, with a stranger we can say that okay there is a storm coming right that's a social glue kind of a thing that we have access to the same reality if you will in a way okay storm is coming that's that's easy but then if you think about today's world uh, and and uh, and the social platforms what is happening in there that if you are solely in this social mode uh, or the, uh, you you only have this social filter to reality, it makes it possible to, to, to create kind of alternative realities or perceptions of reality. So, and, and people misusing and abusing the dynamics of social platforms can actually, uh, out of sight, they can create alternative realities that can then start to um, radicalize people. So ISIS, uh, QAnon, um, anti-vaccination, and in there, what happens? Uh, I, I'm tr- intrigued by your question now with this reality, and I'm kind of riffing off. So what happens in there is that 
there is an alternative view or perception of the reality and and people like even uh, mainstream media might not even be aware of this alternative view of reality right so i think our mission at yle uh, uh, and in journalism in general should be uh, should be that that we can kind of uh, recognize these alternative perceptions of reality and try to understand them and try to create a common crowd, a fact-based based kind of a common ground for making sure that people have some connection when we talk about the reality. I'm, I'm, I know that I'm getting philosophical here, but I was just so intrigued by your question that, okay, how different people uh, combine uh, different sources when they try to understand reality. And now I must say, because I'm in this, this mood, there's a lot of talk about, about filter bubbles and, and, and stuff like that. Think what kind of filter bubbles we had when all of us uh, in the same social class were reading the same newspapers. We really read the same news every day. Uh, we, we had our bubbles and now we have our devices that basically connect us to every possible piece of information around us. And again, we have a new class of kind of information gatekeepers uh, and, and, and basically this new, new class of information gatekeepers replaced journalists as, as gatekeepers of this, uh, this, uh, our shared reality. And we had them and they said, no, we are not media companies. We just make, the, we just make money by uh, kind of uh, people clicking things or selling things. That's okay. But now in the, when, when you consider this, now, the mission of news media, if our mission is not the gatekeeper, our mission is the connector to understand what kind of uh, uh, different perceptions of reality there might be, say anti-vaccination, uh, uh, QAnon, and, and rather than trying to, keep, trying to be the gatekeepers because we cannot be anymore, we need to become the social glue, the, the uh, uh, kind of a actor in this world that connects the dots and, and try to create a common ground for people to, to understand each other. A couple of interesting thoughts there from Jarno about the purpose and role of news media and how it's changing. First of all, the mission of traditional news companies to inform and present the closest version of reality that we can find is really different to the mission of social media, which is more interested in maximizing engagement and clicks. And secondly, alongside that, and the ascent of social media companies is dramatically shifting the role of traditional news media from being the gatekeepers or watchdog of power to being a connector between the various different realities that social media is capable of feeding. So the role of traditional media is shifting to the connector and creator of shared perceptions of reality. So yeah, you got me with that question, Nick. It's a brilliant answer. It's just fascinating. And, I, and I, I, David and Stefano, apologies. I, I, I kind of the, the idea of uh, the, the future of journalism, you know, the, the connector, the social glue. What, what are the skills that a journalist is going to need? in order to fulfill that role in future, that connector, yeah. to be able to see 
both sides of the story in a sense and, and bring, bring those different you know, poles together so that people can understand and interpret. Yeah. I, I think one thing um, uh, to consider here is not to see that the, the role of journalists need to change that much. It goes back to the thing that uh, multidisciplinary, diverse thinking is needed. Uh, different kinds of teams are needed to make journalism. So journalists as, as kind of uh, uh, storytellers, uh, uh, people that can kind of see that, okay, that crump of information is, is insightful or important, that is needed. That, that's the great thing that, that shouldn't be lost. Uh, so journalists do not need to become data scientists. I think data scientists should be brought into this mix uh, to talk with journalists, to share the ideas, to share the approach. And the, uh, the same thing applies to designers, that no journalist uh, doesn't need to, need to become uh, a service designer in order to create the best possible experiences. But again, by bringing these uh, different uh, kind of um, uh, approaches together, uh, I believe that there is and there will be and there is a new approach uh, when it comes to understanding the world and then making sure that something meaningful and insightful uh, uh, kind of uh, comes out of it. And this happens by combining journalism and data science and design. So following Jarno's line of reasoning here, journalists should keep doing their jobs. But in order to make sense of this new reality and exploit those feedback loops that social media has created, journalists should be helped by other disciplines such as data scientists and designers to really make sure that the traditional news media is capable of connecting the dots and connecting to the audience in a trustworthy way. One thing to, one, trying to reconnect to all what you said uh, so, so far, Yarno. Um, you, you have spoken about uh, business models of, of media, business models of journalism, and then we talked about reality, we talked about going down the rabbit hole, extreme personalization, uh, the new gatekeepers. Uh, ju just recently, the, uh, the, the, the drama, the docudrama, The Social Dilemma was released on Netflix. And in, in that uh, film, we we saw how if you have watched if you haven't watched watched it watch it because it's it's quite powerful, uh, mm -hmm. but in in that uh, docudrama, um, it's highlighted how these new gatekeepers are essentially not really <laughs> gatekeeping much. In a way, it has become so easy to create these alternative realities that you have sp spoken about. Yes. Yes. and cheap, easy and cheap to manipulate uh, the, the minds of, of, uh, of people, of masses, and create new alternative realities. So how, how far can this extreme personalization go in, uh, like in, in the name of business models? Because if in the future this business model is the one which is winning, and then everybody else goes out of business. If the New York Times went out of business, mm -hmm. if uh, Helsingin Sanomat and, uh, and mm -hmm. Yali went out of business, the only thing that would have been left would be 
these new gatekeepers, which are not really doing much of gatekeeping. They don't understand even themselves mm-hmm. what is actually happening inside these algorithms. So how, how, how far do you think this can go before we realize collectively that we need what you said, we need real journalism still. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But in, in the current world, what makes things go forward, it's, it's good business model, it's good financial stability for these companies. So how can, mm-hmm. can companies balance, and you know, news companies, media companies, balance this need for being uh, uh, financially stable and at the same time offering a service for, mm. for, the, for the public? That's a, that's a great question and there isn't a silver bullet answer, of course, related to this. Uh, I think one thing that journalism and, and news media can to, uh, do in, uh, in today's world uh, is to first that where the, where the change is actually going to happen, it's people, it's citizens. So now we, it's very easy to blame the, the big giants, right? like, okay, uh, Jack, uh, Mark, uh, Sander, change your algorithms. Don't let the bad guys or, or anyone to kind of harass us or whatever. But I think that's not really intellectually honest, honest way to, to, to deal with this question. I, I think we need, we need to think that uh, what has happened with Google and Facebook and Instagram and others, we have new infrastructure in place today. Say that now suddenly Google or Facebook or Instagram would just like disappear. A very important part of the infrastructure of today's world would disappear at the same time. And say for someone, it's like, I don't need to care about this. And this, but this is elite talking. This is elite, the ordinary people. Uh, we need to think how to make sure that uh, if we want to build new journalism, we also need new citizenship. We need new kind of media literacy. We need new kind of accountability and responsibility towards the infrastructure that we are using every day. Like in history, you, you, you might remember Prism and, and Cambridge Analytic and everything. How many of us uh, truly did change their behavior in, in, in social media? Truly. So to be intellectually honest here, people have agency. People have make choices. They have to be accountable and responsible for those choices. Uh, and, and then what are the new kind of, um, uh, what are the new responsibilities of citizen? That's what I would ask in here. And media uh, and news, uh, news media and journalism can be uh, and can create uh, experiences that help people to understand their new relationship with this new infrastructure and and to see because that now journalism and news media need to kind of provide the evidence that yeah we are needed we are actually needed in order to make sure that there won't be a third world war or whatever um, so that requires us like I said before to create these new tools in order to connect with the reality around us in which digital and physical are coming together. Second, we need these new experiences 
that touch people's hearts and minds. And we need to make sure that we create awareness of what is actually going on right now. And it's not Mark or Jack or Sander or whomever that we need to point our finger at, because that would be too easy. We need to make sure that um, uh, we kind of, uh, through this awareness, we provide a reason for people to listen, to, to view, to read the stories about the reality around us. So in this section, Jarno was offering us a couple of insights into the future and changes needed to the news production and consumption process. First of all, the new way to consume media also requires a new social contract, a new kind of media literacy from the news consumer. And secondly, journalism itself doesn't need to be reinvented, but journalism needs to redefine the way it connects to the audience. And that's really the key here. We have these new platforms available, but a lot of journalism is still very much stuck as it was functioning a hundred years ago. So it's, it's not just them, it's, it's, it's also us. We should look in the mirror. Exactly. Hard, uh, long look at the mirror, be it news media, uh, be it ordinary people, uh, academia, uh, and of course the collaboration is needed. So no one technology will kind of uh, make, make misinformation, disinformation disappear. That's for sure. Like, uh, so it, it will be collaboration that is needed, but on whose terms that collaboration happens? I think that is the question and I, I don't have any answers in here, but I think that, that, that to pinpoint it, that, that it will be something that is related to these new ways of journalism to help people to make sense of the world because no one, no, no one else is going to make that happen. It's not the job of uh, Google or, or Facebook to actually uh, help people to expand their minds and to realize that actually I don't need this service anymore. No, that's, that, that's not gonna happen. Uh, so we should have a healthy discussion uh, uh, in society and not, um, how would I kind of uh, say this in a politically correct way? To, to be accountable for our actions as citizens, as users of these services, and to make sure that we are equipped to use these, uh, these new, uh, new services in a way that we don't harm other people. Because misinformation uh, in its concepts uh, means that someone uh, without an intention actually spreads disinformation which is intentionally uh, fabricated uh, material about the world that might not have any connection to any <laughs> factual reality yeah so david is brit here so i'm pretty sure he will be able to put it in a politically correct way David, what? I'm not the most politically correct Brit um, on, on the planet. Um, I don't know, what could I do to be a more responsible citizen? If I think my own news consumption, I used to look, look at the news to broaden my world. So I'd look at the news to find out what's going on in the world. 
and make a wider connection. Some of the tools um, that are around today are narrowing my world. So they're feeding me the news that I'm interested in based on my previous consumption of news. So it, I'm, I, I end up just following Leeds United football and uh, you know one, one or two other stories that I'm interested in. So what, what can I do to, as a, to be a more responsible citizen in this equation that you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. I, I think it goes back to, uh, back to diversity. If you self-reflect, you, what you just did, you self-reflected, right? You self-reflected how you make sense of the world. That's the first step, right? That's the first step. But that's a hard step in your daily, when you are in your mundane task, uh, at work, you are busy, everything. Time for self-reflection. So that's the mm. first step. But uh, it, hel it helps that you're holding the mirror up for me at the moment. That, that yeah, helps. yeah, yeah, e exactly, exactly. But I think that the mirror could be uh, 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 an engaging journalistic experience. Say what we did at YLE, for example, we built Troll Factory, which is an educational game okay. about misinformation and disinformation. It shows um, uh, real, real life, genuine social media examples. It uses those examples to show what is actually happening when you scratch the surface of, uh, of uh, social media in order to highlight misinformation and disinformation, um, how they are actually uh, happening in the real world. So why I pointed this out is that we need these different kinds of experiences to make different people, um, to kind of help different people to self-reflect their usage of media. So there is no one way for you. This conversation is already making it happen. We, we, we are glad to have this conversation. Someone in their busy lives who are not interested in uh, lengthy analysis of disinformation or whatever campaigns there are out there, the game, Troll Factory kind of a game. Actually, you can play it in trollfactory.yali.py. Uh, the game can be something that is very engaging. Uh, that helps you to understand that hey, what I'm doing actually, like uh, in this, in this, uh, just behind these beautiful images that you see, there is something quite horrible happening. So what I'm saying here, in short, there is no one guaranteed way, but in here, this is the space where journalism can help. By again, what I mentioned before, there are these different realities, different perceptions of reality. And if we make them uh, visible uh, in an understandable, uh, engaging way, uh, taking into account uh, the habits uh, and news consumption habits of different kinds of people, we are on the right path towards uh, uh, allowing people to self-reflect. And I think there is the responsibility of news media. If the responsibility uh, or uh, of uh, is kind of a new citizen is to is to make sure that she she has some time for that self-reflection how do we actually make sense of the world and what are our ways and tools to uh, to do that well thank you i don't know for help, helping me to self-reflect and uh, to <laughs> become a better citizen i'm always trying to do that thanks Jarno, for for this this extensive uh this extensive um, exploration of the world of journalism and the intersection mm -hmm. of these uh, interesting worlds of social media, artificial intelligence, and uh, 
and, 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 and news and, and, and reality. I think um, it was a very long one because it was a very interesting one as well for Fascinating. us. Fascinating. Uh, I sure hope so. It, it, it really was, yeah. So, so thank, thanks for, for that. I think we, we are about to, to end this uh, episode. And um, what, what else can we say? Do we have a quote, David? Uh, yes, we do. It's, 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 yes, just as you happen to ask me, um, <laughs> Lao, Lao Tzu's words pop into my mind. Um, those who have knowledge don't predict. Those who predict don't have knowledge. You're always wonderful with these quotes, David. Nice. Thanks, everybody. Ciao, ciao. Thank, Thank you so much. Cheers. Cheers. Great. Thank, Thank you, Yarno. Very rich discussion. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Yeah, very good there. Hope good. to see you uh, and reconnect, guys. This was great. I, I, it was truly like, I, I have to say that we wandered some unexplored paths together. Just so, uh, uh, yeah, well, appreciate that, it. That happens. that happens when you are with coaches that the only thing that they know is asking questions. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Hey, listener. It's Stefano here. Since you got until here, we think that you might like the podcast. It would mean so much if you could leave us a five-star review and share this with as many of your friends as possible. This will help us be discovered and spread the news. Can you just take five minutes and do that for us? Thank you.